man, now that is some awesome, awesome uh, intro music. Hey, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, and you, my friends, are at Hey, hey 19. That's right. It, there's a little bit of, uh, um, I don't know, two or three second delay here, but this is all new. I know we're starting late, but hey, I can't thank uh, NRM Streamcast enough for doing this. This is hashtag Hey19, and I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. I have my friend Tobin Wilkerson. He's going to be here as well, and we're trying to get Carol Valley on, and we are safe. I'm here in Michigan. Tobin is in Indianapolis, and Gerald Valley will be in Wyandotte, Michigan. And again, I'm so pumped. I'm so thankful that they give us this platform to have a little bit of fun with our friends. So again, thank you to MRN Streamcast. I'm having so much fun on the show last Friday. I'm like, man, we got to do this two or three times a week. This is so much fun. But before I get started and before I introduce you to Tobin, I just want to thank our military men and women. I want to thank our military men and women. I want to thank our first responders, our teachers, our truck drivers, and everybody in America right now that are listening to the governors, to the president. I don't care where you are, Democrat, Republican, Independent, it doesn't matter today. The Until we get this thing taken care of, we have to come together. So um, that's about as political as I'm going to get. But um, do we have Tobin on the line? Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> what is going on, Tobin? My buddy. Not a lot. Just hunkered down here in Indiana. So, hey, what are you doing with the kids, man? Have you been doing anything special? Have you been cleaning? You've been working with the kids on any new projects or what's going on? We've been doing uh, walks outside because the weather's not been too bad at all. Uh, we do projects in the house as in like building things with crafts and whatnot. We also uh, set up a couple of tents in the front room and spent the night in there for a couple of nights. Um, which is kind of fun. It's like camping in your house, and uh, we put all the sleeping bags in there, and the light, and everything, and uh, uh, it was pretty fun. So yeah, we're finding things to do uh, to keep everybody entertained and healthy at the same time. Tobin, you are one of the coolest guys I have ever met in my life. There, I can only say that about a few different people, but you are one of them. You're one of those people that um, you'll just do it. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. You put your mind to it and you just do it. And I just want to say that I respect you so much. I'm so happy that you're on the show today. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, I want to talk about something that's kind of important and something that I think that we're all fighting with right now, and that is anxiety. Something that you have been really honest about ever since, since I met you, which is 10, 11 years ago. Um, something that you say you fight with all the time, and that's anxiety. It is. It's been a big part of my life for as long as I can remember. You know, being diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, it kind of made my past make a little bit more sense to me. Um, but in dealing with it, I've, I've had it for years, and it's caused me to not do a lot of things that I've wanted to do. So as of late, I've been trying to push myself to do some things yeah. that uh, might help get me over doing that anxiety. And I'll tell you what, years ago when we met, um, a, a guy with social anxiety disorder was asked to get on stage and interview famous race car drivers and actors and whatnot. And it was, uh, 
Oh boy, you know it. <laughs> it, it, it took a, a minute to get like, oh, okay. But I was thrown into it so quickly that I, I I didn't have time to think about it, and I just got up and did it, and it was okay. Um, but having somebody like you in the wings and um, able to pull me aside and say, hey, I've been watching you do this. Here's a few tips, um, and they've really really helped. So you actually helped uh, cure some of my anxieties. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I love um, you say it happens over dumb things and you believe that that's why most people don't understand it. I love how yes. simply you put that. It's something as silly as you feel like you're having a bad hair day and people are judging you because of it. And someone that doesn't have anxiety might look at you and say, why are you concerned about that? you don't know you can't explain why you're concerned about that it just is what it is and that's the weird yeah. part of it because anxiety is weird and it's never gonna not be weird so the one thing that i always respected about you is you just jump right into things it doesn't matter what it is let's talk about your your music because i know that you play drums you play bass you play guitar you're in a band a man that does all that seems like he wouldn't have a problem with anxiety. How did you get into music and why music? Uh, back in the late 80s, my brother started taking guitar lessons. So, of course, You're that old? we would be rock stars like Def Leppard and Winger and, <laughs> and, and whatnot. So I started taking drum lessons. And the great thing about drums is that you are behind a kit and people can't see you very well. So you're kind of behind the curtain a little bit. And um, yeah. I started taking drum lessons, and then he talked me into being the bass player for his rock band. And so I started taking guitar lessons instead, and it just escalated from there. Hasn't stopped. So, so you even you you put out a a song that's been on, that's been played on the radio. Tell tell everybody about that. I've had a few songs that have been played on the radio. Uh, one was in a band I uh, was called Pale back in the mid '90s, and um, we had a we had a, a song. It was on a, a high school radio station that they played it, but a lot of people heard it, and we thought it was cool. But then later on, we were asked to be on a Christmas album that 93.5 KHY up in Lafayette was putting together. And so we did a rock and roll version of Carol of the Bells. We listened to the Kenny Rogers version to try and figure it out uh, by ear. And then we wrote a rock version from Kenny Rogers uh, version of Carol of the Bells. That's so cool. And, and this is a perfect time, too. And maybe you should put that on your social media page because people are, again, right now with everything going on, they're, they're uh, uh, dressing up their houses like Christmas again. They're putting lights up. They're listening to Christmas music here in Detroit. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Maybe you should put that song back out so we can all listen to it. Another thing I do that have I want to talk to you about. What's that? I do still have the CD that it's on, so I could definitely do that. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. We need to do that. And how can people follow you? Because I'm sure that they want to hear a little Christmas music from you, Tobin. How can they find you, you on social media? You can just find me, uh, Tobin Wilkerson, on Facebook. Pretty standard on that one. On Instagram, it's Hello, I am Tobin, and uh, those are 
pretty much the only two I use. I don't I don't do any of the okay. Twitters and things like that. Have you always been a creative person? Like you are so creative. You inspire me by some of the things that you put out there at times. Have you always been a creative person? I have. Yeah, I remember we used to take trips from Indianapolis to Michigan, the, the the Monroe area where a lot of my family is from. And that was a four, four and a half hour trip each way. And so and this was back in the what 80s and, and whatnot. So it was pads of paper and a pencil and a pen. And that was it. I remember one trip in particular. I don't know if this is creative or not, but I had recently watched right before we left. Commercial with the uh, the owl and the licking and how many licks it takes, and for the owl it took three, of course. But I wanted to find out. We stopped at the gas station on the way um, to Michigan, and I got the paper out and I started licking and marking and licking and marking and licking and marking. And six hundred and forty-five licks later, I was at the center. And Tootsie Pop sent me an award for finding that out, which I still have and I'm still very proud of. How old were you at that time? How old were you? I was probably between eight and ten at the time. Okay. And, and another thing that I like that that you do is you constantly take photos. You love taking creative photos. Have you always been into like photos and video and stuff like that? Oh, very much so. I've loved. My dad was into photography when I was a kid, and. I've always enjoyed photography and art, and I've found that a really good picture is not something that I go out and find. It's something I happen to see while I'm out. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but sometimes I'll be somewhere and I'll see the sun hitting a certain something a certain way, and it just makes like, hey, that would be a really cool picture. And so I break out the phone usually, and that's what I um, take my pictures on is is the iPhone. The picture always seems to find you, I think. And one of the, one That's of my cool. most favorite one of my most favorite pictures that you took that I had to duplicate myself so I didn't steal it from you. I just stole the idea from you because it was so creative. And that was you took a picture walking by the Daytona International Speedway and there was a big pond in front of Daytona International Speedway and you took a picture of the pond reflecting the sign that said Daytona International Speedway. Do you remember you taking that photo? Absolutely. I, I remember we had to walk. You and I would stay in the hotel that was right across the street from the track. And so you had to walk from the hotel right across the street to the track and then to where we were going to be for that particular day. And nine times out of ten, you're walking to the track when it's still dark outside because that's, that's event life, man. Um, and I remember walking, and to my left was uh, Daytona International Raceway sign, and it's lit up beautifully. And the weather was calm, and it had the nice – sheen of water on there and you can see the reflection and i just thought you know it's kind of cool to see that and the reflection in the water itself so i stopped and took a picture and and then you stole it <laughs> <laughs> tobin another thing that i want to talk to you about and it's something that i've never done i don't know if i could do it but i think that the listeners and the watchers right now would think that it would be so cool to do and that is you enjoy ghost hunting 
you literally on purpose go out and find ghosts. Talk a little bit about how that came up. I get this question a lot because some people ask, why do you even do this? And, and the answer, the long answer is that I grew up in a house that had a lot of, I'm going to say, activity. So we had Wait, some ghost No, no, it was the house I grew up in. I moved there when I was 10 and left when I was about 17, but it had tons of things happening in there. Lots of people have experienced many things in that particular house. And then later on, uh, the show Ghost Hunters came out, and I thought, wow, people do this. And uh, I got with a friend of mine who was into paranormal stuff, and we just went and bought some cheap equipment and started ghost hunting. And then I decided that, um, you know, nobody's doing a, a, a paranormal show on the internet, so let's start doing that. And I got with a couple friends, and we filmed a, a couple ghost hunts and edited them together and put them on the internet, and then people started inviting us to these crazy haunted places that were really cool and really fun to investigate. And we got to have a lot of fun and we caught a lot of weird evidence that was really neat. Well, I have a place in Michigan. I just spoke at a, um, at a function right before all this craziness and they have a building that I want you to come to Michigan and hang out there for a little bit. I, I guess the the ghost has a name the ghost's name is, is kevin and kevin likes to at times pull the hair pull the hair of women in this property have you ever heard of the ghosts yeah. pulling people's hair i have yeah that's a common theme around paranormal activity where they're trying to get your attention or they're just trying to make themselves known for whatever reason. It, they will pull hair, they will touch you, they will do all kinds of things. But that's a sign of a pretty intelligent haunting. They have different kinds, and an intelligent haunting is a spirit that will interact with you by either touching or talking or making eye contact versus residual, which is like a tape recording. They have no idea that you're there and, and, and whatnot. So it sounds like it's a, a pretty interesting place to go to and, and, and check them, some things out. So Tobin, you you're you're a man that has anxiety. I I don't know about you, but I, but I get anxious when I even think about a haunted house, especially when I'm going to walk in there and try to look for something. I mean, how how do you deal with that? Have you ever been like nervous, scared during one of these hunts? I think, and that's a really good question. I think that. Um, because I was experiencing it from such a young age and I started doing research after that, I started reading as much as I can and asking questions and whatnot. I think I became more educated about all the activity. And I think being educated about it really subsides the fear and anxiety because you know what's going on, you know what's going to happen. Uh, you know what to expect. Um, now some of these ghost shows these days, one thing that kind of bugs me is they go into these places looking for ghosts, and when they finally see something weird, they run away. It doesn't make it doesn't make much sense, you know. It's like, what are you here for? Go go towards it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I think if if you if you educate yourself on certain topics, it really uh, gets rid of the anxiety and the fears. 
You even have a video on YouTube where you actually caught a ghost on camera. Talk a little bit about what happened, where you were, and how do you catch a ghost on camera? <laughs> well, it's not that easy to catch a ghost on camera, but there was a place uh, here in Converse, Indiana called the Woodcarvers Building, and they call it that because woodcarvers have a thing there. But it used to be um, not not the Masons, but the IOOF, the International Order of Odd Fellows, had uh, yeah. a charter there, and it's the building's been there since the late 1800s, I believe. And uh, they've had, it's been a doctor's office. There's been quite a few deaths inside the building because of that, but. One of the claims was on the second floor at the end of this hallway, there's this door and someone would see somebody coming out of that door and stop and then walk down the stairs. So we put an infrared camera at the other end of the hallway, looking down all the doors, because there were about five doors going down the hallway. We wanted to make sure we caught all five doors just in case it wanted to use a different door that day. And uh, <laughs> you never know. And we um, we all left the building and everything's time coded and on the DVR and whatnot. And we um, we were reviewing the evidence and, and we got to a part where we were all outside the building. And you see this figure just step out of this room. He stands there for a second and then slowly disappears. And then you see one of the lights at the end of the hallway um, being uh, kind of blocked out. And um, it's really, really interesting to have that kind of evidence. I mean, we went over it with a fine tooth comb, time code, checking where everybody was just to make sure we had what we thought we had. And it's, it's pretty interesting evidence. Tobin, it's funny that you just said that because the building that I was talking about in Michigan is an old Masonic um, building. So it's kind of funny that Kevin hangs out in this old Masonic building. But, you know, I've, I've oft, often heard of things called orbs. And I've actually caught what I thought were orbs at a what I thought was a haunted prison. Do you believe in orbs? And can you explain what an orb actually is if you catch a real orb? Well, it's it's a very hot topic within the paranormal community, John. Um, it's uh, <laughs> nine times out of ten, an orb is going to be dust. It's reflecting light from the camera that you're seeing into back into the camera. And it's usually caught when an air system turns on, when the AC or the heat turns on in a facility, um, you'll see dust kick up and you'll see a bunch of orbs. But if you are there and there's not much dust and the orb itself has its own light source, I don't know if that makes any sense, but if it's creating its own light yeah. and it has maybe a tail on it, then usually that's something that's... Uh, questionable. Now, in my personal opinion, if I'm going to capture a ghost, I'm going to say, yes, this is a ghost. I want it to look like a ghost. And I want people to say, yeah, you can't really deny that right there. So I don't <laughs> like orbs, but I, I don't, I, I can't say they're not anything. Where I was, was an old prison, and the prison was actually where that movie Shell Shank Redemption took place. Remember that movie? Shell Shank Redemption. Did I say it right? Mansfield, Ohio. That's Mansfield, yeah, Mansfield. Ohio. I've been... Yeah, so so that's where I was, and, and, and you know that that place, I mean, it, they have lights still, but they, they have no, like, air conditioning, no heat, nothing like that anymore. So that's where I, what I thought I caught 
orbs. But then again, it, you just kind of made me feel stupid because maybe it was just dust. I don't know. But well, let's I talk caught about something, something else. That too. I caught a picture of somebody standing behind my mom in a, in a window. And we went back and looked at the area and there's no cardboard cutouts. There's nobody in that particular area. It's a really cool photo. No kidding. That is so cool. I got something else. So, so just, ghosts, just let you guys know they're a big thing Gale for Valley you. Is but another thing that you do is you go hunting for Bigfoot. Now, I, I got I to gotta say that I didn't know that about you until today, that you actually go hunting for Bigfoot. I got to ask, do you really think that Bigfoot is real? That's a fascinating question. Um, I, I don't say I go hunting for Bigfoot. I have been on a Bigfoot hunt in Salt Fork State Park in Ohio, which is a place that gets a lot of uh, people saying they've seen something. And while we were there, we did find a footprint that was about 16 inches big and it was the foot it wasn't like a shoe but you know with toes and everything and in the woods we kind of found this kind of nest thing where they stick together and they're supposedly sleep uh and they're possibly and then later that night we were at the bottom of a ravine and myself and a guy that's on on my team um we were hearing things about 50 yards away and we could see behind a tree a head poking out and there were blue eyes looking at us and then it would go back behind the tree and you know we would call out for it so i don't know what it was but it was it was a very interesting time i'm not sure i would do it again but um it, it was it was interesting can you please give me the call of bigfoot i want to hear it <laughs> no i cannot i don't know how to do it um, I, I have kids in the house that I do not want to frighten at the particular moment. Um, I know that you can, um, use a stick and hit a tree and that's supposed to do something, but, uh, I don't have a tree in my house either. So I'm going to have to pass on that one. Tobin, isn't there a way, is it, doesn't it go something like this? It goes like, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't no, know. no, you're completely wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I just hey, hang on. I think Bigfoot's at the front door. <laughs> hey, do we got Gerald on the line now too? We do have Gerald. What's do we got Gerald? On, we got G. You are there. All right, <laughs> finally. Hey, listen, only thirty minutes I've been later, watching. G. I've been watching the whole thing, man. <laughs> hey, listen, I I I want to stop, and I'm, I'm glad you're on right now, G. Um. Something that, that, that we talked about earlier, and I know that everybody's in their houses right now. Um, you know, I'm in my living room. Tobin's in his office. It looks like you're, you're in your studio. Uh, gee, a lot of people ain't taking this stuff serious. This Corona-19, you know. Um, you know, and, and I was making, that's I was kind making of, jokes about it. I was making jokes about it, too, for a while. And, um, and you know, about a week ago, I started taking it pretty seriously. And, uh, and to be honest, yesterday I got a call from my dad and he wasn't feeling well and, uh, had some chest pains and I find out he, you know, he had some of the symptoms of the coronavirus. And right now I talked to him this morning, he's in a room by himself with 
I mean, the doctors and nurses just come in when they have to out of necessity and they're waiting to get the test back to see, um, you know, if it's a uh, pneumonia or it is this coronavirus. You know, G, um, I hope that the results come back and, and, the, and that your dad's fine. But something you said to me today, you said, Johnny, I never heard my dad cry. And my dad called last night and he was in tears. And your dad's a, a tough ass. I mean, I've met your dad a few times and, and he's no wimp, that's for sure. Um, how, how are you guys dealing with it as a family? Um, you know, it's not easy. You got to wait. You got to wait and, and see what they say. I've never wished pneumonia on anybody ever. And I wish pneumonia on my uh, dad right now. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's, you know, he sounded good when I talked to him this morning. Upbeat. He's wore out, wanted to sleep. And, um, and it's just we got to play the waiting game now. Yeah. Well, gee, I appreciate you being taking time with us today and hanging out. And um, so, um, on a, on a much lighter side, just so you know, gee, we're all praying for for your dad and a speedy recovery. And like I said, hopefully everything comes back just fine. But gee, you just said that uh, we got Tobin on the line, so say hello to Tobin. What's going on, Tobin? You know, you were talking and I can relate so much, you know, being a drummer, uh, some of the other things you said, it was, uh, I'm sitting back here going, man, I gotta get him on the drop in. Like we could have a good time for an hour, but uh, <laughs> pleasure to hear Hey, Gerald, do you have any questions for Tobin? Since you listen to everything, we, we talked about music, we talked about ghost hunting, we talked about Bigfoot, man. Do you have any questions for Tobin? Uh, you know, you talked about anxiety. And, and with anxiety and ghost hunting, they don't seem to go together. Like me thinking about ghosts. I have a couple ghosts that live in this house that I, I live in, and I hear the little kids running around. Doesn't freak me out too much because I am a little kid. But uh, how do you balance that? You know, like uh, it just seems like that's not something you would you would chase. Uh, I don't right. know. Right, <laughs> that's a very good question, uh, and I, I can relate to that. The thing is, when it comes to ghosts, I am for some reason not having anxiety about it. Like I said earlier, anxiety usually happens over a lot of dumb things and i can't explain so i may go into an extremely haunted location and be completely fine and then i'll go outside and say uh why does my hair look like this or 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 something like that and you just have absolutely no idea where it's coming from where it's going or why it's happening but ghosts don't seem to do anything well and john you know, something about um how you throw yourself into stuff and he, he gave me a little bit of a little fact sheet, you know, to take a look at before we got into this. And I think it's super interesting about uh, your YouTube channel because, you know, being afraid of being judged. You know, I, I people ask me that all the time. They say, you know, you put yourself out there. Are you afraid of being judged? And I think authentic, authenticity is the real key. If you're authentic and, and you're, you're yourself, there's nothing to worry about. 
That's yeah, completely right. And I hundred percent agree. And when it comes to the YouTube channel, I've always wanted to do one. I've always wanted to create something and it's a part of the creative process that I really love so much, but I was just way too scared to put myself out there. And at the beginning of this year, I decided, you know what? It's it's now or never, and I started slowly putting out videos. Now, I did it on a daily basis, um, but if you watch the videos from the beginning, there is an evolution that happens from me being kind of quiet and withdrawn to now being much more myself, um, which is a good thing. And the goal uh, with those videos is to be myself, which I, I think I'm an okay guy, and um, when I get... In, in, in front of people, um, especially on the internet, I think it just, I need to be more relaxed and cool so I can do these kind of endeavors that I really want to do. Tobin, I have another question for you. And uh, because of the fact you are so creative, you have the YouTube channel, you, you're, you've hunted Bigfoot, you ghost hunt, music, all these things, but something that I want you to talk about and something that I know that um, I have two books out, uh, Gerald has a, a book. He's an author, and you're also an author. Talk a little bit about your book and what it's about. Well, I've written a bunch of short stories for sure um, that kind of veer off into these weird directions. But the book that I put out and self-published online was a ghost hunting book. I thought I really had some good information to put out into the world that I thought would help other teams get better um, evidence through ghost hunting, I believe, uh, properly. And so I created a whole book that dealt with ideas and equipment and how to use it. And I got floor plans and made, you know, where people should stand when they're doing this or doing that. And, uh, I thought it turned out really well. Tobin, just like our relationship, you know, that you like weird things. I like asking weird things. We talk about sometimes weird things. I got to ask you a question, though, and that is, who has been one of your your most memorable teachers and one that you couldn't stand? Wow, that's uh, that's getting deep. Um, uh, I'm going to say, you know, I don't remember a lot of my teachers. I just I can't I can't think of them for some reason. But, uh, you know, I and I know this is going to sound weird because this is kind of your show, but I, I always think back to when you were helping me out when I was doing the driver interviews for IndyCar and you were helping me out with tidbits of information here and there on writing questions and how to research. And, and the biggest advice you gave me was slow down because I was slurring my words. I was trying I was thinking too fast and talking too fast. And you just said slow down and it'll come to you. And I totally did that and it completely worked. So I'm going to say you're probably one of the teachers that I, I, I appreciate the most when it comes to that. As for teachers that I, I don't like or whatnot, I, I don't, I try not to think in those particular terms. And I, I, some, everybody has something positive to give, whether you like them or not. So that's, that's the route that I take with it. <laughs> hey, G, do you have a question for Tobin? You know, I'm I'm sitting here and, and whoa, just whoa, waiting whoa. Is so that much. Yeah, Is we that have a special guest. 
Yeah, that's that's my uh, my studio manager. Uh, his name is Finn. He takes care of everything around around here. Make sure uh, everything is happening the way it should. Um, but uh, uh, you know uh, what you said at the end there, Tobin, resonated with me a lot. And that's you know everybody has something to give, and I continuously learn from everybody, all the interaction, and and some you know make a bigger impression than others but everybody if you take the time to pay attention and and see how how they are uh reading to life if you will and um so uh, I, I don't really have another question i'm just totally impressed totally impressed especially the youtube thing really impressed me because uh you know to, to put yourself out there to go after it with anxiety and different kinds of things that's that's quite a hurdle to overcome and to do something like that, I think that just opens the door to so much possibility. It was very yeah, uh, hard. It was really hard to push that upload button. And when I did, I had anxiety about it. Um, but I, once my friends started seeing it and really getting behind me saying, hey, this is good. This is great. I want you to keep going, keep doing it. It just really helped kind of push everything more forward. So I kept going with it and my kids help me all the time. They'll come in and want to do videos. So they'll co-host with me or do a little uh, skit and whatnot. And it's been a lot of fun and it's also something that we can do together. So uh, definitely a double plus. So are you going to get your wife in on one of the shows as well? She, I'm not sure she even wants anything to do with it. Um, she would be great on it, and I would love to have her in an episode, but uh, I'm going to have to talk her into it first. Now, are, did you just say that because you know that she's going to go back and listen to this? No, no. She's totally going to uh, agree with me that it's probably never going to happen, but I may be able to talk her into it after a glass of wine or so. Three of the greatest musicians ever to be alive, Tobin. That, 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 uh, uh, are you talking musician, not even just specifically drummer or guitar player or nope, what? just musician. I think I made a whole video about this, didn't I? Or did I write a <laughs> post? I wrote something about the, how you can't choose the best guitar player ever because there's just no way to do it. There's so many different styles and different, different everything that you can. I'm going to say musician-wise, I'm really impressed by... Nudo Betancourt is one of my favorite all-time guitar players, and he sings, and he, I think he can play drums too, but that that man is, man is an incredible guitar player. Um, uh, when it comes to drums, I'm going to go with John, uh, not John Petrino, I'm going to go with Mike Portnoy from uh, Dream Theater, and um, God, bass, Billy Sheehan on, on, on bass, man. He played with Steve Vai, and he played with Mr. Big, and um, an incredible bass player. Um, for everything but there like i said there's so many different genres of music and so many great musicians at that music i i, I couldn't give you a full answer i can just give you a couple of my 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 favorite picks hey, that's awesome hey i just want to remind everybody that right now you can also call in at uh, 844-999-9249 Again, that's 844-999-9249. That's right, 844-999-9249. Hashtag Hey19. If you have a question for me, Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, or Tobin, 
or Gerald, please call in, man. We want you to be a part of the show. And I don't know if this is the part of the show that uh, we go to commercial or do we just keep going, guys? Just somebody let me know. Hey, just go ahead but, and keep going. It sounds like um, a great conversation. Just cool. keep going? Johnny, can I, yeah. Can I remind yeah, everybody? Uh, uh, I want to remind everybody, too. You know, what's super rad about us three getting together is, especially, Tobin, your story's freaking incredible. Johnny, you know you bring it. And I'm just, a, uh, you know, in the backseat witnessing it all. But, uh, you know, we get to take people's minds off of what's going on and, 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 and the stories and people that can relate to wanting to do a YouTube channel or wanting to be a musician. Great picks, by the way, Tobin, on, on the musicians. Uh, Billy Sheehan kills it. He is incredible. Mike Portnoy is phenomenal. Um, my pick for guitar would be Vernon Reed from Living Color. I don't think he was got enough run but um but awesome picks and and people are thinking of these questions and it's taking them away just for a minute just for a minute of the craziness that's going on outside the world or outside in the world and that's really why nrm put this together the hey 19 initiative and and i i encourage everybody who's watching when you post a picture of what you're doing in your life right now hashtag hey 19 you know let uh everybody know that you're figuring it out along the way just like i am just like johnny is just like tobin is so freaking awesome john thank you and this is the perfect yeah, time to, um, to actually find something that you've always wanted to do and do it yeah you can learn anything you want on google or the internet somewhere if you want to learn how to play guitar piano just watch a ton of videos on it if you don't have a guitar no worries uh if you want to learn how to play drums you can use your hands to beat on a counter or a pillow or whatever it is or if you want to make a youtube channel all you have to do is turn your phone around hit record and uh hit upload on youtube and you can talk about whatever you want so take this opportunity uh that we have here that gives us so much uh free time now to maybe do something that you've always wanted to try and you might be surprised that what you find out tobin the other thing is tobin um gerald the other thing is this listen this is awesome that we get to sit here and do something really cool but something that was that was maybe um think about things a little bit harder was this morning i had a conference call and this young man said, let's not forget about the people that are alone. Tobin, you, you have a wife and, and, and a couple kids at home. Gee, you're married with a couple kids. But there are a lot of people out there that, that are alone, man. And this is the perfect time to just pick up the phone and call somebody. I don't, I, listen to me, call somebody. Call somebody and let them know that you're thinking about them. Don't text them call you have no idea what people are going through right now everybody kind of again just jokes around but there's a lot of lonely people out there that that um they just need to pick me up and you could be the reason for the pick me up and and, and tobin a lot of times you're the pick me up for me gee you're a pick me up for for everybody um and gee something that that you did the other day and i'm so glad that you were able to capture it and that was you caught two police officers. Now this was before all this 
all this Corona, you know, 19 and everything going on. But the police officers stopped their squad car, went to the park, and they played basketball with the young men and the young girls that were playing basketball. Talk a little bit about the, what you felt when you saw, walked outside and saw two police officers playing with the kids. Well, uh, I was getting ready, whoops, I was getting ready to head out on my bike ride down to the water. And as I'm coming out, my wife says, These, there's two SUVs down the street. And she said, and I'm paying attention, thinking they're gonna bust somebody. And they got out of their vehicles and started playing basketball with the kids. And I said, I'm gonna go down there and do a live Facebook video right now because uh, the officers uh, get such a bad rap, I think, on a, on a grand scale. And when they do great things like that, uh, we need to really exploit that. And so I did. I went down there and I said, is it okay if I film you guys? And the officer said, of course. And so I was making jokes, making them laugh. And they just said they were cruising by and decided to pull over and shoot some uh, hoops with the kids. And I think there's more of that but it doesn't get sensationalized. I, I have a lot of respect for our, uh, our, our police officers, our firemen, our, our doctors and nurses, especially right now. You know, the rules are changing. It's a shift in a paradigm that they've never seen before. And so uh, it was just cool. It was cool to be able to uh, take a minute and show that the, the officers in the city of Wyandotte are pretty okay because sometimes they get a bad rap. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Tobin, I uh, I have a quick question for you, and that's going back to your accomplishments. You've accomplished and done so much, but what is one of your biggest accomplishments that you feel inside? It might not be big to everybody, but it was a big deal to you. Can you talk about just one thing that you accomplished that you really, really that you're that you're proud of? Not your kids, not your wife, not your mom and dad. Nobody, just you. So not making the kids is, is an accomplishment. That's, that was a pretty good accomplishment. Um, uh, I, I would say we recently, well, last year in 2019, we were asked, my band, um, we're called Neon Deadlights, and we got asked to be in this sort of festival that happens every single year. And we said, absolutely, we're going to come and play. And um, we got there, and it was a professional stage with professional audio and giant speakers and it was like you were at a real concert and i thought did i is this what is what is happening right now this is not use what i'm used to so um it was a cool accomplishment for me mentally to get up on a stage like that with the light show and the, the giant audio and, and play a good show where i could actually kind of see the people in the audience getting up and down and singing with us because we were doing all cover songs and they were just loving it. So I think just giving that those people that kind of joy and myself joy at the same exact time was just probably my favorite accomplishment. Okay, you have you spent years interviewing different celebrities, IndyCar drivers. Who has been one of your favorite interviews that you've ever done? Probably James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar driver, was always a lot of fun. I remember we were in Pocono once, and it was National Donut Day, I think. And I, I, I said to myself, I'm going to get this guy on stage. I'm not going to ask him anything about racing. 
just to see if I could do it. And so we talked about living in Canada and donuts and his beer that he made and just had a full on really cool, fun conversation uh, for 15 minutes that had absolutely nothing to do with racing. And and that was um, really cool of him to, to be cool with. And, and if you don't know who James Hinchcliffe is out there, you should definitely Google him because he's, he's super funny, super likable um, and a, a super fun interview. Tobin, he's probably watching the show right now. So he, you can go ahead and tell him right now again, if you want. Yeah. I'm sure James Hinchcliffe is watching this show right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I was just, um, <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard there, but that is one thing that people don't realize. It's like, even when I do my NASCAR interviews and, you know, drag racing and stuff like that, fans want to get to know the driver. They want to get to know the celebrity. Do you remember the time that, um, one of the times I remember you got so nervous because you were a fan and that was Harbaugh. Do you remember that? I do. And here's what happened with Jim Harbaugh. So they were, I think, getting ready to go to the Super Bowl that year, or they had just been I, one of those where the 49ers were doing something. So he was currently the coach of the San Francisco 49ers and he was, and he, believe, and he was going to Michigan. Yeah. And so I was on stage with him and I had the two chairs set up like we always do. And I had a notebook full of questions and I set them on the seat of the chair. And I was standing on stage about five feet in front of my chair, kind of talking to the audience, getting warmed up, letting them know who's coming and what's going on. And all of a sudden, Jim Harbaugh shows up standing right next to me, again, five feet in front of the chairs and my questions. So I forgot what I was trying to talk to him about. And uh, I, I was pretty new to this as well. And I asked a few questions, but luckily you were in the audience and you had a microphone and you kind of jumped in and uh, asked a couple questions that really helped jumpstart a conversation between me and him. And you more interviewed him than I did, but I was still up there with him asking questions. And yeah, I was a little... Um, down on myself about it because I didn't do a good job with Jim, but um, uh, it all got better. It's no problem. No, no, and I don't bring it up like you didn't do a good job because you did a great job. But I just remember because of the, of the fact that you were a fan of his, and and you really wanted to. You couldn't wait to interview him, and I didn't know who he was, <laughs> so it was yeah, actually kind of funny. The Colts is my they're my home team. He was a quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts for a long time. And, you know, being a, a big football fan myself, uh, watching him on TV and kind of following him and, and have him there, it was like this this is the, the, the kind of person that might make me a little bit nervous. The IndyCar drivers never made me nervous. I don't know what it is. Right. They just never did. But uh, when it comes to certain other people, I, I think you know, we had Chris Pratt on stage once for NASCAR, the NASCAR, the Brickyard 400, and you were interviewing him. And I kind of, I was on stage with you when, we, when they brought him up and I kind of got nervous and I was going to say something to him and I just totally, you know, he's an actor and I got a little bit nervous. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Tobin, um, you know, I want to know what advice could you give somebody that's watching right now and they know exactly how you feel. They, they fight with anxiety themselves. What is, what is one thing that you can share with somebody watching you right now 
Can you just look into the camera and give some advice to somebody that is dealing with the same thing as you are day in and day out? Because you're a man that has found a way to overcome the anxiety in your life. And if you have it, then man, you fake it really, really good, my friend, because you're somebody, again, I look up to. What advice could you give somebody that fights with anxiety? I'm not sure that my anxiety will ever go away, but you're right. I do hide it quite a bit, and I've, I've gotten really good at it because I've had it for years. But advice that I could give somebody is find somebody that you can talk to. Find somebody that you can... Um, talk to, relate to, and they actually listen. We live in a time now where a lot of people are really just thinking of the next thing to say, so they're not really paying attention to you. But if you find somebody that can actually sit there and listen um, to let you get things off your chest or talk, and maybe they understand you a little bit better, that's going to be huge. That's going to be better than any medication that you can take, and it's going to help quite a bit. It's never going to go away fully, so as long as you understand that, um, going forward, I think that's going to help as well. But try to push yourself to do something that gives you anxiety. Me wanting to do the YouTube, but never doing it because I was always anxious about it. Um, I'm now much better with it, and I don't get as much anxiety with that anymore. And I'm hoping that that's going to continue and hope with the social anxiety disorder. You know, I'm going to be really, really transparent and honest about something right now um and either one of you know about this but um just last friday was my first show on nrm streamcast and i got there about an hour and a half early and i sat in the parking lot and let me tell you something guys i don't have anxiety that often but for the first time in a long time i sat in the parking lot ready to just call and just say, I can't do it. I was so scared of the unknown. This was something a little bit different that, I'm, that I've never done before. I mean, it was cameras and stuff like that. It's like, I've been around microphones and cameras and all that, but this was different. It was on somebody else's platform and they pushed me. They pushed me to do something that I, that I was uncomfortable with. But I'll tell you what, after I did it, let me tell you, I went home and I was so excited that, that, um, that I pulled it off. And that I was just me, and, and nobody knew. But I I fought for the first time in a long time that anxiety. And 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 and, and Tobin, I mean, what you deal with it and the way that you overcome it, man. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to call you a friend, uh, because last Friday I knew exactly what people go through, and I'm glad that I was able to overcome those fears. Uh, you talk about living the outstanding life. You know, you have to stand out and rise above the rest. And sometimes you got to be a little bit different. It's not easy putting yourself out there day in and day out. And you do. And I'm proud of you, Tobin. Um, appreciate quick it. question, though. You, you've traveled all over the country. You've been to shows. You, you've done events. And you've done all these things. What's, where, where is one of the coolest places? that you've traveled to that you would love to go back or maybe a place that you would love to travel to after all this is over. I always enjoyed going to St. Pete, St. Petersburg, Florida was the start of the IndyCar race. And there, when I would take my team there, 
we would stay in this what they call a boutique hotel which was about six seven blocks from the race um and it wasn't a fancy place but it was really neat like every room was different they had a little restaurant downstairs and it was just a really neat and interesting place to be and the area was really cool and the water was beautiful and the beaches were nice um uh, the race was really cool as well. So I always enjoyed going to St. Pete. Um, it doesn't hurt that it's in nice and warm Florida and you can go to the beach and have a beer and just kind of chill. Uh, but that's, that's one of my favorite places. Speaking of St. Pete, last year I was able to go there with, um, with IndyCar and the stage backed up to all those yachts. And you talk about just a cool backdrop to the stage with St. Pete in the harbor there with all the yachts. That was really cool. I love St. Pete. It's beautiful there. I would would get up there and and look over. It was really neat. Hey, Tobin, I I, I got this question. And this question is just for you. I've never asked anybody. Would you rather live for a week in the past? or the future. So would you want to live one week in the past or in the future? And why, my friend? I need a clarification on this as to how far in the past would I be going? And there's a reason I'm asking. You know what, Tobin? That's why I think you're so cool. You're a lot smarter than me. I don't have an answer for you. You go as far as you want. My issue with the past is it wasn't until the early to mid 1900s where people would bathe on a regular basis. So <laughs> when the whole time travel issue is that when you go back too far, you're going to start smelling some funky things and you're probably not going to like it. So I'm going to say future. I'm I really am curious about the future. One of my favorite movie series is Back to the Future. Um, and I, I absolutely love it. And, I, and time travel is a huge part of things that I really like and, and look into. So I think I would go to the future. Um, how far? Uh, maybe 50 years or so just to see um, some grandkids. You don't want to go too far because then your family will disassociate and be like, you're my great, great, great what? I don't know who you are. So um, somebody I can relate to. I think 50 years in the future would be good. So I'll, I'll go to the future. I love this. And I have one more for you. And that is if you could live in any TV home, what TV home would you live in? Mm, fantastic question. Um, I always enjoyed watching Webster because he had that clock in his room or that secret passage that went down to the kitchen. But I don't remember enough of that house to do. So I, oh, man, this is a really. This is a thinker. You really got to put your, um, your TV hat on to, to go with that. I'm, I'm going to go with um, the, the friend's apartment where Monica lived because it was rent controlled and it was a <laughs> really neat layout. Nice. <laughs> hey, Carol, let me ask you, ask you the exact same question. What TV home would you want to live in? i'm cracking up over here uh you know the first thing that popped into my head and this is i don't even know why just because i think it would be fun was uh i would want to live on fantasy island and i want uh tattoo as my sidekick um so i want to be mr roar 
<laughs> I yeah, love that one. Work. Hey guys, you are both married. What's the right age to get married? That depends on the person, <laughs> man. That you, you, you uh, yeah. it depends on your maturity and their maturity and the timing. I mean, that's that's not a question. I don't think anybody could answer except for the person themselves when they're ready. Exactly correct, right there. <laughs> Tobin, your favorite holiday. My favorite what? Holiday. Holiday. Halloween. I love Halloween. Halloween. I, love I, knew I knew it. I knew it was Halloween. We're, yeah. we're coming up in an hour here, so let's go ahead and uh, take us out here. Okay. Well, hey, Tobin, thank you so much. Tobin, thank you so, so much for everything today. And you're okay. Anytime, Johnny. Anytime. Be safe, have fun, have yourself an outstanding day, and don't forget, hashtag Hey19 right here at nrmstreamcast.com. We'll see you next time right here.